Welcome to the Weed Smart Regional Update with me, Jessica Strauss, the Weed Smart Communications Lead. This is a new podcast in these crazy times as in-person events can no longer go ahead. So each Monday we'll have an expert from a different cropping region to provide a regional weeds-focused update. Let's get into it. Today on the Regional Update podcast, we're going to be getting the details on the 2020 Summer Weed Survey of Western Australian cropping districts. So between January and April this year, 197 paddocks were surveyed to assess for what weeds were present to provide a detailed insight into the trends in summer weed emergence. So we're going to be chatting with Andrew Storey, also known as Agronomo, to find out more. Andrew does join us now. How are you going, Andrew? I'm very good and I'm pleased to be living in Western Australia at the moment. Yes, it's a good place to be, given everything, to be honest. You've been really busy with this survey. Can you tell us a little bit more about what was involved in this summer weed survey in WA? Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it can be pretty busy. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so what, what I was looking for was I needed to find probably on average about 35 paddocks per crop zone. And so I, to make things a bit easier, I was looking at two paddocks per grower. So. These paddocks had to be sort of in a different part of the farm rotation in 2019. So, you know, one might have canola and then another would have a cereal or maybe even coming out of pasture and going into a crop. So that's sort of the numbers that I needed to get. So six six crop zones, so that's sort of up, up over 200. I was sort of aiming at over 200 paddocks for the survey. Grower groups and consultants help me find cooperators because these days, you know, everything has to be sort of pre-organised and agreed to. And that's, yeah, that's gets quite time consuming. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, so so locating the first thing, locate the paddocks. Yeah, one of one of the problems that sort of made made it even sort of trickier was that really the rain didn't start falling until February and it was pretty patchy and often the storms were followed by really high temperatures which just dried the soil out really quickly. So it was sort of a difficult year to, to start a summer weed survey. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess the pre- the, pre- the previous summer was too, so I'm hoping that the next summer is a bit uh, bit more convenient for me. We'll keep our fingers crossed anyway. for you, Stars. So, uh, so you got the paddocks and you were able to go out and collect the data. Can you tell us why it's important to conduct surveys like this one? This all came about through some priorities from the regional cropping solutions networks. You know, it said that summer weeds are an increasing problem. So, GRDC invested in some work. To start with it was some summer weed management workshops, which I I ran during 2018 and 19. So we looked at early weed identification and better spray application to basically build the skills of growers and agronomists to you know, really maximise their weed control during summer. Also, yeah, there's, there's a fair bit of anecdotal evidence about certain weeds are found in certain conditions on certain soil types. And So I guess this is the first attempt to try and link presence and absence of weed species sort of back to paddock management and rainfall incidents. Yeah, OK. Previous surveys tended to sort of be random surveys and usually over a limited geographic area. So basically this survey runs from Conding up to Una, so covers a fair bit of ground. And I'll be doing the same surveys on the same sites this coming summer. Yeah, great. So you'll be able to compare and contrast the results. So speaking of results, moving on to those results of this survey that you've completed, what did you find for broadleaf weeds? Okay, all, all up, right across the board, there are 49 broadleaf species that um, I identified. And uh, so the, the most widespread and common summer broadleaf weeds were mintweed, paddy melon, afghan melon, 
Caltrop, Wild Radish, Mallow and Wild Turnip. And due to the, the timing of the rain, capeweed was probably the most common broadleaf weed overall. Okay. So there was a lot of, there's a lot of capeweed out there. Yeah, it's not, not ideal yeah, news, so. but it's good to know. At least we know. <laughs> well, some, of it was germinating, some of it was germinating quite early too, okay, which is right. um, it's quite surprising because yeah, still the soil was still pretty hot and uh, yet it was germinating. So Yeah, not, yeah. Great, not great news, but like I said, good to know. And what about your findings for grass weeds? What did you find there? Okay, well, we had 14 species across the belt with think grass, small bird grass, button grass, the most common ones and good old ryegrass was the most common grass overall so ryegrass was germinating uh when it was quite the soil was still quite warm too so just shows what an adaptable species it is it's a battler and so for farms which might be in areas where different weeds are now starting to spread to what should be the approach to ensure weeds like for example button grass which was found to be moving south what should they be doing to make sure they're controlling these potentially new weeds to their area well, I guess it sort of comes back to what, what I said earlier and, and what sort of came out of the Regional Cropping Solutions Networks groups was that early identification is really important and obviously going out and looking around your paddocks and see what you've got. Mm, yeah. So, you know, because spraying in summer, yeah, the conditions are often extreme. Often you don't have a lot of good spraying conditions to get those weeds. So spraying small weeds and making sure that um, you're using the right herbicides and herbicide mixes and rates is really important. And yeah. I guess the other thing that I've put in there to say is that if you've got species like button grass and feathertop roads grass, they, they become quite tolerant of glyphosate as they get bigger. So being able to identify those hard-to-kill, particularly grasses, grasses are sort of one of the big issues. Mm, yeah. Now, it's really important that you get the identification correct and so then you can pick the right herbicides and get onto them early. Yeah, definitely. We'll put the link. We've spoken about this on the podcast a few times now, but we'll put the link again to that GRDC Broadacre Weeds Ute Guide. I'll put the link so you can either get yourself a digital or hard copy with the podcast notes. But, Andrew, what are some other control strategies growers could be considering in, in light of these survey results? Is there anything else growers need to be thinking about in terms of controlling weeds? Uh, well, I, I guess the one thing you've got to be careful of is, is what you're tank mixing because, uh, you know, if you Glyphosate's going to be your main main herbicide, and then what you add to that can affect particularly grass control. So you have these uh, harder-to-control grasses, and then you go and sort of reduce the efficacy of the glyphosate by adding, say, 2,4-D or a Group C herbicide to, to the glyphosate. That really puts you at a disadvantage on the grass control front. So knowing what you're dealing with is important, and I guess... We can't stress enough how having your boom spray set up correctly and using the right nozzles for the conditions is really important. So understand your herbicide, understand the conditions, and, you know, we're looking at often very high evaporation rates, so going a bit coarser is not really, on your spray quality, is not a disadvantage in summer. Because yeah, a lot of that water is going to evaporate out of the droplet before it actually gets to the target. Yeah, right. True. So that, that's really important. Where you're grazing, grazing complicates <laughs> some of weed control a fair bit because you know, is it feed or is it a weed? Yeah. I guess it's going to depend on what you're going to be doing the next the next winter. What sort of what are you going to be doing in that paddock? But certainly, 
Controlling those weeds early means you can store a bit of soil moisture and that's going to give you a, a big advantage in, in a lot of seasons, particularly when you've got a dryish or unreliable autumn. That's going to give you a head start on getting that crop established if you can preserve that soil moisture. So it's important identification and early control is critical. Great tips, Andrew. And if people wanted to read the results in detail, is there a link that we can share that people can access this information? Not as yet. I've got another season to go, and so hopefully we can draw some more out. But what I'll be doing is passing on summaries to the various uh, grower groups and the individuals, uh, individual cooperators as well. They'll be getting on uh, about to start contacting them about the results of this, this season. So certainly through your local grower group, they'll have the information. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Andrew, for giving us an overview. Really appreciate it. Well, thanks for the time. 